Uh, Reading this morning is from Matthew chapter 4, verses 18 to 22. It can be found on page 968 of the Pew Bible. As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew. They were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in a boat with their father, Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Welcome, thank you. Uh, I mean, that passage seems relatively uh, straightforward in the sense that we understand it. But sometimes we can't visualise it. And um, uh, a week or so ago, we we were fortunate that someone with a camera was uh, uh, taking a a shot of what was happening in Matthew's Gospel. So that was good news. Uh, Equally good is that I found another clip for today. Uh, So there was someone else with a camera there, which is really good. Uh, So we're going to have that same reading again, but in order to help us visualise it, we're going to have it on the screen. I will make you fishes of men. Come here after me. I will make you to become fishers of men. So there we are. I always feel slightly sorry for Zebedee, who's left behind. I was, um, uh, I, have a, I have a good friend here who, I can't remember when I last saw you, 30 years ago probably? Well, it must have been about that. And um, there, there was a group of us from, from school getting together uh, tomorrow, and we haven't seen each other for a long time. The whole purpose of getting together was that there is a marathon that we're all running today. 
uh, except that out of eight of us, I think seven are injured. Uh, so there's only one doing it. Fortunately, I'm here, so uh, <laughs> at least I've got a good excuse. But I did go out running yesterday, and um, I, I met two people who both called me by name. Uh, one was uh, a neighbour, uh, and then one was a, a friend riding uh, a bike through the rain with his, with his dog. But they both called me over. I think it was to make me understand that they'd seen me and the fact that I was walking. Uh, and probably not. I, I was trying to run. But, you know, it's not pacey. Let's put it that way. Uh, and, and they just wanted to have a laugh. But they both called me over by name. Let's pray. Father, we ask that this morning you may help us to understand what it is to have an encounter with you, to be called by name, to follow you. Help us to understand, we pray, in your name. Amen. You see, yesterday I had a very personal encounter with those two people. I stopped, thankfully. (laughs) It was good to stop. And I talked to them. And this morning we have a very personal encounter for those fishermen with Jesus. And he says to them, follow me. And we normally follow someone when we, we know where we want to go, we just don't know how to get there. And somebody else does. So we follow them. And it's interesting at this point, when Jesus calls those fishermen to follow him, he doesn't actually tell them where he's going. Or indeed, what is going to be required of them. Uh, It's probably not the first time those fishermen have met Jesus. If you read the same account in Luke, uh, it's immediately after the passage where they push the boat out from the shore and uh, Jesus speaks to the crowd. Uh, and he's using Simon's boat. So the brothers probably already had met him and heard some of the things that he was saying. And in the passage we read from Matthew, it comes immediately after the temptation. You know where he, Jesus is in the wilderness, 40 days and nights. He's tempted by the devil. The devil flees. And then uh, Matthew says, from that time he devoted himself to preaching. So what were they committing themselves to? There was no job description. There were no hours of service given. There was no products that they were going to sell. There was no salary. What on earth were they doing? You see, it's not uncommon in those times. If you were a rabbi, you were a teacher of uh, the laws of God you would have followers. Uh, And those followers would, during the day, they'd come and sit with you uh, and they would listen and they would learn and so they, in turn, uh, could become proclaimers of the law of God. But Jesus' call, of course, was completely different. He didn't say, come and listen to me. He said, come and follow me. That means he wanted them to share the experiences, to live with him, to work with him, to walk with him, speak, teach, preach, heal with him. All of those things. 
But interestingly, it was follow me. Not the way, it was follow me. This is a really personal uh, approach. Spurgeon, on, uh, who's a great uh, speaker of days gone by, said on this passage, the fishermen didn't know where they were going, but they knew who they were going with. And that makes all the difference. Because I was thinking about this word called. Uh, and to call someone has all sorts of different uh, connotations. Uh, and the first, of course, is when you are speaking to someone, like those two friends I had yesterday, who called to me, and I heard their voice. In amongst all that my head was doing at the time, which was basically concentrating on trying to breathe, um, I heard their voice, and I went over and spoke to them. In a crowded room, we can do the same thing. And sometimes even it's not the person we're talking to that we're listening to, it's the conversation just over there, which sounds much more interesting. But we can tune ourselves in to a voice, and we can hear it. And the fishermen here are attuned to the word of God. Because we have a choice. When our phone rings at home we can leave it for the answer phone to cut in. And then we can hear the person's voice on the other end. We have some friends who will never pick up the phone until they hear the answer phone click in. I have to say that's a deeply unsatisfactory experience. Because if you call them, you don't know whether they're out or whether they're just filtering you out. And that's not a good experience. But we can do that, can't we? Sometimes we can listen to a voice and sometimes we can ignore that voice. And I just wonder sometimes whether we do that with God. We don't want to be called by God because we know that God is going to demand something from us. We pick him up and we put him down. So in that one sense, it's to get our attention. But calling has a much deeper message than that as well. Because to be called is also to be formed. Uh, And you can see that in Genesis where God says, let there be light. But then he calls the light. It is called light. It is called day. It is called night. They are called animals and so on. He asks uh, Adam, of course, to come and name all those animals and we'll come back to that. So there's a sense here of being called out of something into something new. So out of what you were doing and formed into something new. It's uh, It's like a mother calling the children to the dinner table. They were engrossed in their Lego, or probably their PS or XPS or whatever stage we're on now, their Game Boy in my day. Um, That's what they're on. But they're called out of that to come to the table. It's a sense of stopping one thing 
and starting something else. And Jesus is doing that with us. He's calling us to be different people, out of one, st- one lifestyle into uh, another. But sometimes, of course, even then, we can do it differently. We can, to use a modern expression, zone out. And we can zone him out and just not listen. Again, possibly because we don't like what he's saying to us. Because we know that it means we've got to change. But isn't that the glorious aspect of this? This is not a negative Jesus saying to those fishermen, you have got to change. This is Jesus saying to them, follow me. And therefore, your life will change. This is a very positive action. This is a really positive call to be different, to live differently, to be the very person that we were made to be. Those uh, makers of, of Lego, they don't design a toy and then just give you the bits and, well, you can make up your own thing, obviously. But if you want to get the product that they've made, you follow the instructions. And we are made, we're created by God. Yet so often we don't listen to the instructions. And God calls us positively to be different. And it doesn't stop at that call itself. It means that we're being sought out to help, to be involved, to be, as the early Christians were known, followers of the way. That's what they were known as. And isn't that interesting that uh, God uh, and Jesus didn't call people that were sitting idly by. He called the people that were busy. Simon was out fishing. Zebedee with his two sons were preparing their nets in order to go fishing. They were all busy. But even so, they were called by Jesus to be followers. And in the same way that we zone out from God and refuse to listen, sometimes I think we're tempted to be too busy. We'll get round to it in a minute. We'll do it when we have the time to do it. Interestingly, uh, the, this, this week I flew up to Edinburgh on Wednesday and it was a completely full plane. Although I'm pleased to say that the seat next to me was empty. It shouldn't have been empty because on the booking screen every seat was taken. But just before you get onto a plane, you'll remember there is a last call. Now, I don't know whether that person had intended to go or not, but I I was already on when they made the last call. But did they miss it? Were they too busy? Were they still shopping, having their breakfast? I remember with with Marion and our two boys, we nearly missed a a plane coming uh, back from somewhere because we thought they would give announcements. They didn't until such time as they said uh, we were found out and there were four people missing from a 747 that had been sitting on the tarmac for 20 minutes waiting 
we weren't very popular when we got on board. I don't want us to miss the last call. I don't want us to hear, know the voice of God is out there. It's in the hubbub, but we can't tune in. The voice of God is out there, but actually, I don't want to know. The voice of God is out there, but I'm a bit busy at the moment. And I did think about that, because when we have a call of God... It does come to busy people. If you want to get something done, ask a busy person. Isn't that what we say? So how can we rationalise wearing people out when other people, to to those people, look as though they're not taking part? And I have to say, I haven't really got an answer to this. So that's your question When a call of God comes to a busy person, how do we know that it's right for us? I'll come back to that little bit in a moment. But I do think that as busy people, we have to question sometimes our priorities. What is the right thing to be doing? And what are the things that actually we don't need to do? Because I'm a busy person but I don't need to do everything. I'm not so important, so precious, that somebody else can't do some things to release me to do the work of God. Equally, of course, if everybody had that same call and responded to the word and the call and the voice of God, we would all be busy but the work would be equally shared. And that would be wonderful too. And then, of course, let's be honest, callings change. And we can be called for a moment because God's timing is perfect. But that doesn't mean to say you've got to slog yourself to bits to do that same job forever. Other people will come along in God's timing. So there is a season for these things. So I, I, I don't, I, I'm not giving you an answer to how we hear the word of God, the calling of God when we're so busy. Because we are busy, are we not? But finally, just to make this personal again, let's remember that Jesus calls by name. When someone shouts across the road to attract our attention, when I was running through the the woods of St. Martha's yesterday, someone shouted out, Dave! That's because I've known them a long time. I used to be called Dave, as Steve will know. (laughs) I used to be called Dave. They shouted out, Dave! And I went over and, and I spoke to them. But Jesus takes that a bit further again, doesn't he? And if we'd read this passage, the same passage from Luke, he would have drawn Simon aside, said, would you like to be a fisherman of men? Oh, and by the way, I'm now going to call you Peter. Because Peter means rock, and on the rock will I build my church. And you are going to be the front runner in building my church. I'm calling you apart. I'm making you different. I'm forming you in a different way. I'm giving you a task, and I'm changing your name. We are called by God out of one activity 
to do another. We're given a new collective name. We are Christians together. And and no doubt that makes us feel nervous. We give ourselves to God. What will he want? But this is where the personal angle comes in again. Because we follow, we're asked to follow me. And when we have that relationship with Jesus Christ, we understand that we can trust the person in whom we're placing our faith. We may not know the path ahead, but he does, because he's already walked it. Romans 10.13 says, Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. God responds when we call out to him. He's simply asking us to respond when he calls to us. With all these modern communications we have, we're supposed to get more time. I think we get less. So we need to ask ourselves, what are our priorities? What can we exclude? Because to put it the other way around, can we afford to exclude God from our lives? Can we really afford to do that? when he has our future, our best interest in his hands. And he's calling us to walk with him day by day. Perhaps if we knew Christ better, it would be an easier decision when we hear that voice, when we hear that call. Now I've been asking myself that same question this week in all the turmoil, all the difficulties in my head, can I hear the voice of God? And I need to tune in, just like Liz is doing with the induction loop. (laughs) We need to tune in to hear the voice of God. Let's pray.